Charlemagne the God here. I can't wait to see you at the Black Effect Podcast Festival coming to you live on Saturday, April 22nd at the Pullman Yards in Atlanta, hosted by myself and Jess Hilarious. If you haven't gotten your tickets, what are you waiting for? The Black Effect is bringing some of the hottest podcasts live, like the 85 South Show, Horrible Decisions, and Big Facts for one day only, okay? For inspiring podcasters, we've got you covered. If you don't want to miss the Black Effect Podcast Festival, make sure to get your tickets today at blackeffect.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Please stand clear of the doors. Hey guys, on the monorail, heading over to Disney Springs today. Yeah, and according to my calculations, we'll be there in 1.6 seconds. We're not going to Disney Springs, we're going to my house, we're going to Remy's house. What are we going to do at your house, Remy? Guys, we're playing uh, Aladdin and the Lion King. Oh, dude, I love that game. Those games are fun. I'll order the pizza. Since when do you have a monorail station outside your house, Remy? This is insane. I'm the pod father. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode 199 of the Diz His Podcast. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. And I'm Chris. Today we will be giving the his on Disney classic games Aladdin and Lion King. Right now we are recording live for our group troop members. If you want to watch us live once a week, all you got to do is go to DizHiz.com, D-I-Z-H-I-Z.com. You can find the link at the very top for as low as like two bucks a month. You can kind of join in, get in on the giveaways. You can get in on our live shows that we record on Wednesdays. 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Right now, you know, we're doing the history on the Disney classic games, Aladdin and the Lion King. I'm going to be playing a little bit of the, of those games uh, for the for our Patreon members who are watching live right now. So if you kind of want to get in on that, all you got to do is go to DizHiz.com, D-I-Z-H-I-Z.com. It's come to my attention that email is actually very important these days. Um, you want to use your email for business emails and corresponding with coworkers and stuff like that. You know, if you don't want to use your email for emailing a podcast, maybe you should give us a call because uh, that wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't contaminate your your email. So give us a call at 707-842-0345. It's the right thing to do. Call us. Don't email us. Call us. You know, Chris, you brought up a good point that you don't want to, you know, contaminate your your email. But you know what you just do? You make a burner email and you name it something fun like, you know. Disney Dad three eight five or you know Abominable Snowman eighty six I don't know and then you email us and then you make a new one you email us again you make a new one you email us again because I want all the emails all the memories all the ideas email us. Listen, Diz I don't his, think I, it's a good idea. We're, we're talking about like Diz his contaminating people. I mean, I, I feel like we're we're supposed to be like a hot, happy podcast. We're not contaminating anyone, okay? But listen, people have been sending us emails at Diz his sixty five at gmail dot com. Yeah, us? yeah, they've been sending us emails. All right. and I'm gonna read it to you guys right now. Are you guys ready for this one? This is from Let's Laura from Pennsylvania. Hi, Laura. Right? Have Have you got hi, hi, Laura? Have you guys seen the twelve Disney parks? All the Disney parks around the world in 12 Days Challenge. A guy's finishing up tonight. His Twitter name is uh, at Coaster Story. You need to get him on the podcast and do an episode on the history oh. of challenges like this. Which I mean, that would, that would be fun, right? But I think it would be also kind of cool for us to do, like, there's all these Disney challenges. So I think it would be kind of cool for us to do, like, a show on all the Disney challenges. There's, That'd be know, a cool idea. Yeah, right? Because there's all these different yeah. ones that you can do. So I think that would be a lot of fun. Wait, so, so this the guy is going the world to challenge. 12 parks in 12 days? Yeah, he's doing some type of challenge. How's that logistically like possible? I mean, there, there's airplanes. Maybe he has some type there's of airplanes? time travel. Yeah, there's airplanes. There's some, some type of time travel vehicle that he has. Maybe maybe he has that little Hermione thing. I know it's not Disney, but we're talking about Harry Potter right now. Maybe he, he has like a we time are. turner. He can, yeah, he can, she can do like, he can do like a little spinny thing and go back in time. and do, 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 I don't know. Also, he didn't say 12 consecutive days. Right, That's so what he too. might be doing is hitting, like, Disney World in, like, two days. Well, listen, so we have 12 parks, 12 days, so he's probably doing, like, a park a day. No. That's crazy. He can't, how you can get – you need a day just to travel from California yeah. to Japan or from – Not if you go backwards. No, not if you go backwards because you, you gain time. That's right. It's true. That's true. You got yeah, to play the time zones. That's right. But I, also, I actually heard about that. That's also called the credit card debt challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so, Laura, you know, thanks for the email. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Keep on sending us your emails. And we do 
have a special guest host with us tonight. We have the pod father, Remy from Remy's Roundtable. How are you doing today, Remy? I'm doing great, guys. How are you guys doing? Doing, doing good, doing good. Have you played any of these games that we're going to do history on? We, we know, I know you're a gamer, right? I, I am a totally a gamer, and I used to play these back when it was on the, the Sega Genesis. Aladdin and the Lion King are Sega Genesis games that were released in 1993 and 1994, respectively. They were developed by different companies, but were both side-scrollers that became iconic for Disney movie-based games. Both games would sell over 4 million copies during their initial release. That's kind of a lot. That's a, a lot, a lot. That's a yeah. lot. Yeah. These, you know, when you think about how hard games are today, and you get all these different games out there, you get like Elden Ring, right? Is it Elden Ring or Elden Ring? Elden Ring, Chris, right? Yeah, Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Right. I, I feel like this game and these games are just as hard as Elden Ring and Dark Souls and all these different games out there that are supposed to be like really hard. Uh, I feel like, you know, this is, I mean, it's, these games are hard and you're about to see here. So I'm about to start playing it for our Patreon members. But I think these games were super hard. So hard. these games, these games are super hard. And I remember playing these when I was very young and I still play them till to, to, uh, this day on, on my Xbox. And I got to say, one of the hardest levels. On here was the uh, one of the levels you were just playing earlier was the the graveyard. I'm like, how can you get through that level without even dying from the hyenas? That was one of the hardest levels of all time. Yeah, we're talking about Aladdin and the Lion King from Sega Genesis. Unfortunately, I never owned a Sega Genesis, so I didn't play them back in the day. But I have played them recently, and it is difficult. Yeah, because yeah. It's re- just recently they came out with like a package deal where it was like, you know, it was like, um, you know, they did this with. Lion King, Aladdin, and like DuckTales too. It's kind of like a remastered version uh, of those games. Let's get to the his on Disney classic games, Aladdin and the Lion King. Disney classic games Aladdin and the Lion King was released on October 29th, 2019 for Nintendo Switch, Windows, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. It would later be updated to include the Jungle Book game as well, which was released on November 23rd, 2021. These mid-90s 16-bit side-scrollers were groundbreaking with their hand-drawn animation done by Disney animators. Digital Eclipse released the games with full 1080p quality and different filters available as well. These games included jumping and climbing, escape sequences, boss fights, and puzzles. Compared to today's games, Aladdin and the Lion King for Sega Genesis are extremely difficult to beat. To counteract this, the developers for the re-release added a rewind function and a watch feature that allows the CPU to play the game while the users can watch and then take over playing at any time. They even added a fast-forward button to allow players to jump forward in the game. Both the Lion King and Aladdin were initially published by Virgin Games. Before Virgin Games got their hands on the rights for Aladdin, Disney had originally chosen Blue Sky Software to develop the game for Sega. At the same time, Capcom acquired the rights for Aladdin to produce the game for Super Nintendo. Blue Sky Software had just come off the development of Ariel, The Little Mermaid, and set Aladdin to be released by fall of 1993. During production, Blue Sky focused more on their Jurassic Park game, causing development for Aladdin to lag behind. Disney producer Patrick Gilmore was not happy with their slow production, and when comparing it to Capcom, Blue Sky was not meeting Disney standards, so they ended their agreement. During the 92 Consumer Electronics Show, Gilmore met with Virgin Games design director David Bishop and was impressed with their previous work, so a collaboration was agreed upon for the production of a game based on the Jungle Book movie. After Disney ended their contract with Blue Sky, they immediately turned towards Virgin Games to take over the Latin game for Sega. Virgin Games was told to meet the deadline of October 1993, which coincided with the home video release, which only gave them three quarters of the normal time to build a game. Virgin made Aladdin the priority, taking from the Jungle Book resources, and designated a B-team to stay working on the Jungle Book. Work for Aladdin officially began in January of 1993, with 10 of Disney's Florida-based animators sent to Virgin Games in California to draw and assist in the game design. This made it the first game to use hand-drawn animation. Um, so, you know, like I was talking about earlier, the remastered versions come with some new features, and you can skip forward, rewind, it's mm-hmm. 1080p, a uh, little, be- little uh, better quality. Um, but, you know, we all talked about how hard this game was. And I don't yeah. know about you. I feel like 
you know, uh, you know, when I was younger, and I beat this game, I beat Aladdin. In order for me, I mean, how I must I must be a genius. I feel like if, I, would, if, I, I think that classifies you. I think that basically cements you as a genius. So you beat this game. I feel like no, but I feel like you know th- this game has some true challenges. Like you really do have to one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah. Wait, which and game are you talking about? Which one? Both of, the two? of them. Both. Oh, really hard. because Lion King, that whole um, the the I I just want I can't wait to be king. That whole level where it's it's like a puzzle. You have to the the um where they're throwing you. You know what I'm talking about? You have to yeah. position the monkeys mm-hmm. by roaring at them. Yeah. And the, I I could never get past that level. It's like a puzzle. I was I was uh, okay. So I was playing this earlier today because I wanted to just play some of it, and I was stuck on that level. And the rewind feature is amazing. It's if you're playing on Xbox, all you do is hold the LB button and it rewinds it for you, and it saves me so much. Oh, because that's it's a game changer. It's a, it's amazing. You'll never die again. You can die, and then you just hit LB and you rewind, and then you're good to go. It's uh, like, but I still can't get past that level because I was stuck on the monkeys. Yeah, it's hard. it's so it's so hard. Yeah. Um. First of all, before we get to, into more of the game, I had no idea that this was this game was a specific style of game. I had no idea that these were called side scrollers. What? You didn't know that? No, I'd never heard of that term oh, until cool. just now. You never heard yeah. of that term? I, listen, listen, that's something I would lie about, Alex. I've never heard of it. We got to figure, Chris, I mean. It makes a lot the, of sense, though. Like, I could have made that up. What was the first um, system that you owned? Video game system? Uh, NES. Oh, really? You owned, you owned yes. like, original? Okay, okay. Yes. So, yeah, but Sega uh, Genesis, Sega, well, I think Sega Genesis was my second system. Nintendo 64 might have been close, but Sega Genesis I definitely had. And all of, I mean, obviously all of the games are side-scrollers. And it's funny you mentioned Jurassic Park because I had that game. And, yeah. um, you know, very obviously very similar style game being a side-scroller. I'm going to use that term a lot now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, also cool to see these, uh, like Blue Sky is still a big video game maker, right? Is it? I don't know. Let's see what they Sky make. Is. <laughs> I, I, I'm pretty sure they are. Wait, I'm pretty sure Blue Sky Games is still really big. Um, well, you know, the thing about video game companies is that even though maybe they're not around as Blue Sky Games, they're probably around as some type of other company. That's usually what happens. Like, you know, we have like a, a bot, you know, a uh, couple people who are like, you know, who, who uh, are huge in the company kind of go off to a different company. It kind of happened yeah. with um, Marvel Snap, you know? We have uh, Ben Bro, yeah. who kind of led up Marvel Snap. He was huge in the Hearthstone, huge in the, um, you know, uh, Blizzard. He ha- he he was like the creative mind behind like some uh, a big Blizzard game. Even though he's not Blizzard, he goes over to another company, starts like a whole another company, makes a game. So a lot of these game developers are moving all around. They're creating new games there, and that's how creative mind, cre- creative people kind of work. Is they're like you know. I'm kind of done over here. I need to get something new, do something a little bit different. They go somewhere else, make some other game. So even though maybe it's not Blue Sky anymore, it's probably oh, something else. I was, <laughs> I was thinking of Blue Sky Studios who made right. Ice Age. That's what I thought maybe you were thinking of. Yeah, Blue Sky uh, video games closed in 2001. Yeah. So no, they are not around today. They are very much dead, like the Hinted Bird. <laughs> well, they could be something. They could be something else, though. They could be part of a different company, right? Maybe. So did you play – so, Joe, you said you beat Aladdin and Lion King. Did you mm-hmm. beat The Jungle Book? Because I didn't even know this game existed. I love The Jungle Book. I didn't even know this game existed. And now you can buy all three together. Oh, you can buy Jungle, Jungle Book in there too? Yeah, yeah, it's, part yeah. Of, it's part of the package. And, you, and you, can also, you can also play a Tailspin too. I don't think I play Tailspin. Let me see Jungle Book. Let's take a look at Jungle Book. Virgin made some really uh, iconic games. Yeah, they did. I think I had Jungle Yeah, I had, I had Jungle Book as well, I believe. Oh really? I didn't I have Sega so, yeah. Genesis, so I didn't have most of these games. I had so N64. Okay. That was my that was my earliest uh, system I owned. So back over so back over at Downtown Disney before it became you know Disney Springs, they actually had a Virgin Record store, like right. an actual Virgin Record store in Downtown Downtown Disney. Mm-hmm. And over like in their gaming area, it was all like old school like Segas, and you could still, oh, cool. and you could play like. These games you can play the Lion King, you play Aladdin, and you also can play the Jungle Book. Oh, really? And they actually had they actually held tournaments. They had they held tournaments there. Oh, wow! And Blue Sky Blue Sky Games were there uh, for this competition, and if you won, you get a free Sega Genesis. Wow, uh, very cool. So they had a very close partnership with Disney. It sounds like then. They and did, yeah. Doing a little uh, quick dive into this version gaming. 
they had they they put out like uh they they took over like the 90s mm-hmm. the late 80s into the 90s they had and if you want to talk about more disney games they had um uh, pinocchio as well that was came out for sega genesis but they uh they had rights to like a lot of stuff they put a game out on the mask they had nhl um all the nhl games every year they had uh marvel superheroes versus street fighter so wow. it's kind of cool and they they I, they obviously they fizzled out whatever happened to them uh but around, man, they man. had a good they're run they're sending but... people to space <laughs> i'm not even joking, I'm not even joking with you they I are i feel like yeah i feel like version is in everything they have that cruise line Mm-hmm. They yeah. have now a, a, a space cruise line, which Airplane. is actually yes. doing better than the uh, Star Wars hotel. I heard Star Wars cruise hotel, <laughs> and um, and uh, they tried their video game thing, and they and they they killed it for like almost two decades. But then they fizzled out, and that's that's okay. They uh, man, I just looking at some of these games, they really came out with some iconic games, and I don't know how well they were, were received. Like I know these two games were received very well, obviously because they were remastered, but I don't know how much of it's nostalgia for me. Mm-hmm. and how much of it's actually like good but these games undoubtedly were were good games my, my my favorite though like if i was to choose so which one would you say is your favorite we got lion king we got aladdin right really popular and ducktales was also really popular their video, right. their video game right i love ducktales i know this is not the history on ducktales but i love the ducktales video game yeah i've never played that one i just oh, had the, man. yeah i never had it's that cool. one it's pretty cool uh aladdin was my favorite of the of the two i loved the music in aladdin mm-hmm. which i talked a little bit about last week you talking uh, about i still remember go ahead you talking about knockoff prince of persia <laughs> <laughs> i still remember like uh this, every time the start menu came up i think the uh mufasa said everything the light touches is our kingdom mm-hmm. and then yeah rafiki saying it starts like i just remember that it but i remember starts. prince ali playing all the time during the yes. aladdin game yes yeah my favorite level in the Aladdin game was one with the carpet, the magic carpet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just loved how goofy the game was, like, with all the villains and everything. I just, I don't know, it was like a, it was the perfect game when I was growing up. I was young when, the, when I played it. It was probably six years old. Not very, uh, not very old, but, uh, and that's probably why I never got real far into the games. Yeah, I, ne- I didn't I get very far Lion King at all. Yeah, yeah. Definitely didn't come close to beating it. I don't think I ever played as adult Simba. No, I didn't. Absolutely not. No, I, I, I couldn't figure out which way to th- those monkeys were supposed to throw me. I think my favorite. I think my favorite level of all was playing against uh, beating Jafar as a snake. That's like, that was my favorite levels to play. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I never got that far. I never got that far. For the Lion King, I, I just, I just, I just like the first level. The first level of that game is just, it just brings that in the, that nostalgic. Uh, NES, you know, Sega music. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? Can I learn how to play? This? Can I learn how to play this sound on the keyboard? And actually, did I learn how to play the entire sound? Oh, that's awesome! Using oh, all wow. the uh, all those 16-bit, you know, sound effects. And I'm like, wow. Okay, this game is. I'm done. I'm so done with this game. Well, that's the cool thing about these games is like there wasn't a lot of like audio and stuff. It was the songs, like these digital songs. What are they? 16 or 18? What? 16-bit. Yeah, sixteen uh, bit. Yeah, uh, the sixteen bit songs that just play on loop over and over again, and uh, you you either love a song or you hate it because you can't get past the level and you just hear it over and over and over again. That's what kind of made some of these these games iconic for me. Version Games, with the help of Disney animators, created fifteen hundred new pieces of art for the game, with two hundred fifty thousand digitized cells from the film available for reference. Due to Disney's increased role in production. A new deal was agreed upon with Sega, which put all three companies, Sega, Disney, and Virgin, equal shareholders in the product. The deal included several assurances for Disney, such as an equal market budget for Sega's other major titles, a release date that did not compete with a Sonic the Hedgehog title, an initial circulation of a million units inside the United States, and Sega having no role in the development of Aladdin other than quality control. Sega gained brand recognition through its association with Disney, but made almost no money from the arrangement due to the deal structure. Once animation scenes for the game were agreed upon by animation director Mike Dietz and Disney, they were scanned and electronically colored. This was a first for the game industry. Aladdin was first demoed at the 1993 Summer Consumer Electronics Show with a large production number for the song Prince Ali performed by Harem Girls and Fire Eaters. Sega CEO Tom Kalinske gave a speech along with Virgin Games chairman Richard Branson, Virgin Games president Martin Alper, and Walt Disney Studios chairman Jeffrey Katzenberg. 
The game officially released on November 11, 1993. Katzenberg budgeted $250,000 for the game's launch. NMS Software developed the game for Game Boy and Super Game Boy. Eastpoint Software developed the Windows 95 port. Later, in 2000, Ubisoft would publish a Game Boy Color port, developed by Crawfish Interactive. After Aladdin's first week of release, Sega shipped 1.6 units worldwide. It sold 4 million copies and became the best-selling Sega Genesis game not named Sonic the Hedgehog. Despite its success, game programmer Dave Perry was still not happy that his team was taken off the Jungle Book and forced to work on Aladdin, so he quit Virgin and took a lot of staff with him. This put Virgin in a tough situation because they had already agreed with Disney to start development on the Lion King game. The Lion King was originally developed by Westwood Studios, a subsidiary of Virgin Games, for Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, and Amiga. The other conversions were developed by other game companies. Cyrox Developments developed Sega Master and Game Gear. Dark Technologies developed it for Nintendo and Game Boy, and Eastpoint Software developed it for the MS-DOS. The initial development by Westwood started in January 94. With Perry and his team gone, Westwood Studios had to build the game from scratch. One correction, I said uh, they shipped, Sega shipped 1.6 units. They shipped more than one and a little over a half unit. They shipped yeah, I was say, million not units. as many as I thought. <laughs> a million units. <laughs> um, so I like how you said it was the best selling game for the for Sega. Uh, if it was, you know, for a game not called Sonic. Yes. That's well, that's pretty remarkable because looking back, you think, OK, yo, what, what was Sega's biggest hit? Sonic. Obviously, Sonic the Hedgehog Sonic. to be number two. No, the, no, 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 that's, no, 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 you're wrong. They're number three. They were behind Sonic the Hedgehog and Sonic Hedgehog Two. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's essentially number one for me. Like if I if I put out a game that the only games better were the most iconic games ever, yeah. that's like saying uh, like the best selling game uh, on Nintendo, not named Mario. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's huge. That's big. And, and to yeah, think, um, which which game was that? Was that Lion King or Aladdin? Aladdin, I believe. That's crazy. Because was Aladdin that popular of a movie? Yes. It was. Yeah. I was, I'm not sure. Uh, we, I don't think we did the history on Aladdin yet. We have not. Right. Have yeah, not so history, like, yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know much about the release of Aladdin. I was dead when it released. So I, I don't remember much. The um, pretty remarkable. I, uh, I don't know. That, that's, that's awesome. What a, what a feat for them. You guys want to hear? Do you guys want to hear ratings from uh, for the Lion King? Yeah, like go ahead. How, like, like, like Absolutely. Gamers, like gamers actually uh, for the Lion King. All right. So. So from GameFan, uh, they're giving it a, a 268 out of 300 for, for a rating. Uh, of, course for, of course, from uh, the publication Next Generation, they gave it a, a four-star a four review. Uh, from, Nintendo, from, from Nintendo Power, they gave, a, they gave a 16 out of 20 review. So, I mean, to be, to be, to be quite honest, I would, like, if I want to rate The Lion King, Video game, I would give it a, uh, I would give it a B. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a B. A good solid. Uh, oh, going B for grade style. Four. Okay, that's interesting. Well, a grade style for this. Okay, B is a fair grade for this. I'm gonna give it an A. Let me explain why. Okay. Yes. Uh, I mean, it was big. Big video games were a big part of my childhood, right? I, pl- I still play a lot of video games. Still a big. Part of what my do you life, mean right? childhood? I know. So, <laughs> I still play a lot. I still play a lot of video games now, right? Uh, and these games, I played a lot of, you know, like I played a lot of these games and, you know, these games were challenging to beat. And I think they, I think like, I always say to my students now that video games and I tell other teachers, I think video games is a great way for kids to kind of challenge and work on their problem solving abilities. Right. Um, and I try to go ahead and kind of relate video games, like in class when like doing math, like when, when there's a math problem, right. Um, kids always want to give up. Well, I'm like, well, do you give up when you're playing for, like Fortnite or you're trying to beat a boss in a video game or do you keep on playing and trying and trying and trying and trying until you, you eventually beat it, right? So I kind of try to relate like math to like video games and, you know, like the, the a math problems like a boss and just don't give up. You're eventually going to get it. When you get it, it's all, you know, it's it's good. Um, so I'm going to give it an A because, you know, love video games. I, 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 I still play video games now. I love Disney, you know, obviously. Uh, so I'm going to give it an A. Alex, what about you? you just, you're new to these games. I'm relatively new, yeah. I mean, play games like it, but I guess Lion King, Aladdin, if you want to put them all together, I give them a, I give them a B like Remy. I say a B. A little too hard for me. I do like a game I'm able to beat. 
Uh, that's fair. I'm going to go right in between the both of you. Uh, B plus. A uh, huge part of my childhood. Super nostalgic. Just hearing the sound of it like puts a smile on my face. Uh, it wouldn't get the A for me just because, yes, it is just a little too hard for me, Alec. Mm-hmm. A little too hard. Even, even, even now, I still can't beat it. Like, it's it's just, crazy, man. It's still so hard. People are like, hey, man, the Elden Ring game, Dark Souls game, so hard. Like, come on. I think this like, might be almost there, I feel like. How did I beat Elden Ring, but I can't beat the Elephant's Graveyard on Lion King? <laughs> hey, give it a try. I'm just kidding. I never even got that far. Well, <laughs> now's the time, Chris. Now's the time. I know. I know. Uh, you know, earlier also, I just want to touch on one thing. You know, we talked about, um, who was it who left? One of the guys. Dave Perry. Um, I was just about to talk Dave about Dave Perry, it. you know, left. And I was kind of talking about that earlier, mm-hmm. how that, that happens all the time. And they go and they kind of create like, you know, a new uh, a video game company. And, you know, it's kind of like not, I feel like the people who are designing these games have such a, like a unique, unique talent that they can do that. They can just be like, hey, I'm just going to go create nothing from, from numbers and code and stuff like that and just create something. And um, I think I think it's kind of interesting that 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 still goes on today. Yeah, absolutely. What were you gonna say, Alex? Um, no, you already got it. I was gonna say like Dave Perry is like a he's a name. He he uh, worked on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for NES. He worked on Terminator. Oh man. He worked on Robocop versus Terminator. He worked on Earthworm Jim. He is he is a video game like legend. And I was curious about where he went after this. Um, he went to Playmates Interactive after this. Okay. And made Earthworm Jim immediately after leaving. Uh, after doing Lizzie's Aladdin, he went and made Earthworm Earthworm Jim, which is a great game too. Mm-hmm. And that was, and that was my nick- nickname back in high school. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that even mean? Was it really? Yeah, some one of my friends were just my butt. My they were just joking on me. They're like, Remy, you look like Earthworm Jim, like. Who the f is is Earthworm Jim? So, <laughs> so they had so they had pulled up and I'm like, oh, okay. well, that's Earthworm Jim. Okay, I'm like, really? You guys call me call me that? Just like Aladdin, Disney animators came in and helped hand draw art for the game. There are two levels in the game: Hakuna Matata and Be Repaired, which were adapted from movie scenes that would end up being cut from the final edited version of the film. Once released, there were 10 levels that loosely followed the plot of the film. The first six players controlled young Simba and adult Simba for the last four. While developing The Lion King, Westwood Studios was given directions from Disney. Disney had a rule that players shouldn't get past a certain percentage of the game in a certain period of playing time. This was because people who rented the game would typically lose interest in a game if they complete a high percentage of it. They even would lose interest in the game's IP as well. As a result, Disney demanded a large difficulty spike that would prevent renters from getting too far into the game. Game designer Lewis Castle admitted later that the difficulty for the game was programmed on purpose. The Lion King was released in December of 1994. It sold 1.2 million copies in the U.S., with more than 200,000 copies of the MS-DOS version sold as well. The Lion King was the top-selling Sega Master game and top-selling Game Gear game during the December of 94. Westwood would go on and sell 4.5 million copies worldwide. Despite the great sales, many people complained about the gameplay, stating it was too difficult or buggy. Developers would later apologize to the fans for purposely making the game so hard. Game developers also stated that the monkey level is the most challenging, but once past it, the rest of the game would be relatively easy. Westwood Studios co-founder Lewis Castle pitched to Disney a second Aladdin game for them to develop, but the project was ultimately scrapped. Yeah, I usually, I mean, I don't feel, I I feel like one is enough of these games. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm still yeah. trying to beat it 20, 20 some years later. So. Unless there was like a, a really good sequel movie, then they can make a sequel game based on that movie. Mm-hmm. But hey, I know you know we're talking about sequel and sequel movies, like you know, like the Latin sequel movies. Yeah. You know, um, not the best. Straight you know, DVD. I'm sure people like them. You know, uh, Lion King, same thing. Mm-hmm. But Toy Story, like Toy Stories, uh, they I mean they have good sequels, right? Have you guys played the Toy Story video game? Which is that's really good too. Yeah, that's a lot Ooh, of fun. I play. I played it. I don't know if I have. I remember playing some type of Toy Story thing, but I don't know if it was – I don't know if it was that game. What I actually played most of was not this Lion King Sega Genesis, but there was a Lion King uh, computer game that I played a lot. And it was, it really? was for younger kids. It was like painting stuff and you do like little puzzles and it wasn't, it wasn't as intense as this. But I don't know what Toy Story game you're talking about. I'm playing it right now. 
You are? Oh no, please. Is this is this if this is the game I'm thinking about that I played on PC, then this is the exact same. I don't same. think this is it. Oh no, no, this is it. Yep. You run around yep. at like with uh, yep. as Woody, you know? Yeah, it's good. It's a good game for sure. I beat this one too. And at the very like the one of the last levels is you get to drive around like the RC car, mm-hmm. which is fun. Oh, oh I have my played God, this yes, game. Yes, I remember this game. <laughs> I have this game yes. played this, this game. This game was so cool. <laughs> yes, I have this game. Oh man, so nostalgic. Yeah, you throw your uh your your string at 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 people and stuff. Yeah. Okay, and I, okay. is, it, is it a string or is it a yo-yo? No, it's his it's his uh it's his pool string. Oh, it's pool string. Vocal. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I hope people are listening to this right now and they're like, um, they're like, what? Toy Story had a game and then they then they go and they look it up, right? And then they remember it. Because you guys had no idea. Yeah. You guys didn't remember this game. No, because guess no what? Idea. When you saw it, it instantly hit you and you're like, Oh yeah, I remember this game. And you kinda of remember all the different things. Do you guys remember like the R C car like level? Yes, yes I, I do. do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This I, one wasn't as hard as the other ones, I don't think. No, no. I, I got pretty far in this one. Yeah. Wow. Um, so we talk is, a lot about numbers, uh, and we didn't talk about earlier in the history when we said that their budget was $250,000 to create this game. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. hear like, a, ga- a game get developed on that much today, we're like, what? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I know, an indie like game, right? Yeah, yeah indie exactly. game. <laughs> one person indie game. Yeah. I mean, I mean was it really that cheap to, just to make video games like back in, back in the 90s? Or, you know, it's like, here, here's $250,000. Go make a, a quick vi- video game. Okay, how bad, how bad do you want the graphics? Bad. Okay, cool. <laughs> now, yeah. what, now, what's the, now, what's the logo? Disney. All right, cool. Who are we sponsored by? Virgin Records. All right, good. All right, here you go. I present to you Lion King. There you that's go. Ex- that's exactly... That was the history basically summed up. I should have just had Remy do that, and then we would have saved a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> so... So I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the Toy Story v- video game. Uh, so it came out in 1995, and this was this came out on the Genesis, uh, came out on Game Game Boy, and it, it was also on a uh, PC. So it, you you were able to play it on a oh wow Windows. yeah. I had no idea these these were out on PC game. Like I didn't know they were yeah. PC games. Yeah, I didn't know that either. And that's pretty cool. I feel like uh, you know I feel like uh, I wasn't a PC gamer. Mm-hmm. Until recently, yeah, I would say you know, uh, but I was always into the consoles because it's easier to go ahead. Like mm-hmm. PC is so much going on. You got RAM, you got um, you know the processor, uh, you have all these different like concepts. The the consoles is like everything all in one. It's like all in one package. Yeah. Boom, you put the game in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, PC is a little bit different. Uh, so I just think it's interesting that these games were made for the PC. Yeah, yeah. Now, Chris, you said cool. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Well, I. Yeah, Chris. I'm oh, sorry about that. No, Remy, you go because it's unrelated to this. Oh, mine. So too. no, no, it's actually related to this because I was uh, so, so this is for the Toy Story game, and I was looking at I was looking at their uh, composers. You know, you know that Randy Randy Newman did all the music for Toy Story, right? Yes. So, right. In, so in the video games, he did nothing with the music. He did nothing oh, that's with music at all. So like, no, we don't have that much of a budget for Randy Newman. We'll do it on our own. <laughs> Should have got one of his cousins to do it. Yeah. <laughs> So I, uh, you know, we're talking about all these video games now because now Aladdin and Lion King have now turned into the Toy Story and Tailspin. And so it got me thinking, like, you know, back then and in the early 2000s, even the mid 2000s, when you get to like the 2010s, every time a movie came out, a video game came out for that. We don't see that anymore as much anyway. Yeah. So I, mean, I looked it up. They were bad too. Sometimes they didn't care. They yeah. were, oh, definitely, definitely. But now we're actually starting to see the tables reverse, and we're seeing TV shows and movies based on video games right, a lot, which is which is really interesting. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, if you go to so what I did was I searched on the old Google machine, um, video games based on movies, right? And there's a whole Wikipedia page on video games based on movies, uh-huh. uh, list of video games based on films, right? So if you sort it by year. And you scroll down, you can get from 22, 2022 to 2012 in like two scrolls. But then 2011 all the way until like there are so many video games based on movies and and uh, and, and TV shows. Like I, I'm talking like Charlotte's Web, mm-hmm. Aragon, Cars, yeah. Monster House, Open Season, like all this. So it, it's funny back then, back in the 90s and the 2000s, I think it's because video games were so new. That um that when movies came out, they're like, hey, let's give it, let's take a shot at video games. Yeah, and a lot of them, like you said, were not good. But Toy Story, well, I'm looking at Toy Story, so it's a Toy Story. But uh, I meant to say Aladdin, 
and Lion King were actually two like very, very good games where they dumped the resources into the right areas and the, the strategy and the gameplay just was good instead of it just being based on uh, based on something popular. This was based on something popular, but it was also the quality was there too. And not and it's crazy that Aladdin is so good and set such a high bar for Disney games because it was done within a year. I mean, they made that game in a That's year, insane. less than a year. They started in January and was it was it was being distributed in, Oct- in November. In Imagine a game being being put out in a year t- in today. You know what right. I mean? Like the expectations for games now are just so yeah. high. Yeah. You put out a side scroller today. Come on. No, like, man. <laughs> listen, there's some pretty popular side side scrollers there today. Yeah. yeah. Um, Overview Cuphead is, is a side scroller. Mm-hmm. Cuphead, you're right. Terra something is another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people overview, like that, side scrollers are getting popular again. But they the, have to be perfect. Yeah, you're right. You're, yes. you're right, and, and it has to have like good like animation, almost. I guess you can say, or gra- like like graphics have to be pretty good and smooth. Yes. You know? Um, and that kind of comes with like ha- think about this now, okay? How many games are out there today that like amazing graphics? Uh, like people are like, oh, this game's gonna be the best, and they're not, they're they're garbage. Right. So it ha- yeah. a lot has to do with gameplay. Yep. I feel like right That's true. storytelling. Quick fire, quick facts. Let's go. The re-release with the Jungle Book added was supposed to be released by November 9th, 2021. But due to delays, it was pushed back to November 23rd. In 2017, Aladdin was ranked 18th on the best Sega Genesis Mega Drive game of all time by Game Radar. The collection of games includes a demo version of the Genesis version, as well as a Final Cut which had new areas, boss patterns, and graphic effects. Due to Virgin's superior Mega Drive for Aladdin, Capcom entirely reworked their game for Super Nintendo in order to try to keep up. In 2009, The Lion King was ranked 7th on Game Radar's Best Disney Games. It also was 4th on Game Master's Mega Drive Top 10. Blue Sky Software actually added an Easter egg into Jurassic Park. The in-game map shows a mountain range that is uh, shaped like an upside-down genie lamp. Whoa, that's pretty cool. That is cool. That's awesome. And did you guys play the Jurassic Park game? You know, we mentioned it a couple times in our history. That game was I, yeah, good. I've never game. played really that game. game. It was never. cool because you could be the dinosaur. Yeah, you can be the raptor. Yep. Yeah. Really? Yeah, that was a neat one. Oh, there's a lot of classic good Sega games, man. They <laughs> are, man. They really are. Yeah, I really wish I owned a Sega growing up. I kind of missed out. And then, then do, you, do you remember with the Sega, you had to like bang the cartridge in? Yeah, I don't remember that. that. I, I never uh, did you that had with to, mine. You just took your face and boom, pop it in. Yep. <laughs> I mean, same, same style, same style we did for the N sixty four too. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, it was the same those, thing. Those cartridges go, bam. Okay, yeah, start yeah. the game. Let's go. I imagine doing it to a disc today; it just break instantly. <laughs> <laughs> I used to blow the cartridges so hard, I was a master blower. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine doing that with a disc, like putting it in the front of your Xbox, just like punching it in. <laughs> <laughs> now the game shoot back out at you. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like that. Why that would you do that to me? Why would you do that to me? <laughs> I don't know. You won't work. <laughs> we hear Disney's think Disney classic games, Aladdin and The Lion King, were amazing. The games not only pushed players to the brink, but they also were groundbreaking in the way they were developed. Both The Lion King and Aladdin are standalone greats. It is insane that you can buy them in a bundle with a Jungle Book game added on. Ever roll out of bed and feel like being a little bad? Three Cheeky Chicks Wax Company has you covered with their Villain Wax Melt line. The Sea Hag Melt will have you wanting to use that body language like Ursula with its bouquet of roses, lily, lilacs, and sweet violets with undernotes of musk. If you feel like you're going to have a meltdown like Hades, throw in the Wax Melt Ruler of the Underworld, which will fill your home with smells of lavender, rosemary, lemon verbena, cinnamon, coriander, leather, amber, and hints of smoke. Or, if you just feel like you are just the evilest one of all, get yourself the Mistress of Evil Melt. These Maleficent-inspired melts will release a woodsy scent with its crisp pine needles, white fir, clove, patchouli, oak, and sugar pine. No matter how you're feeling, make sure to visit MagicallyScented.com to purchase a wide range of wax melts, candles, and room sprays, all made by three cheeky chicks. There are plenty of holiday sales that will allow you to buy any smell that fits your attitude. That's three cheeky chicks at MagicallyScented.com. Hey, do you want to hear something really cool, Alex? Sure do. So let me tell you a little bit about the Goof Troop, Alex. Do you know about the Goof Troop? I kind of do. 
Well, it's a great way to support the show. You get access to our live shows, which is like a total mess. Oh, it's a total mess. I edit it and I had to sit there and make sure it sounds professional. Yeah, and it's not at all. Uh, we do giveaways, you know, a couple times a month. We're yeah. always giving away wax melts. We're giving away candles. You know, know. We're giving away books. It's not fair because I can't be in the giveaways because I'm a host. I always try to get in the giveaways, but uh, yeah, it's really not right if I join in, right? No. But you can support us for as low as $2 a month, and you can get access to all of these things. Just for $2? Yeah, just for $2. Wow. In our Discord chat, I mean, our Discord chat is off the chain. It is awesome. It's a lot of fun. We have made lifelong friends in mm-hmm. our Discord chat. It's bumping, uh, as the kids would say. It is bumping, as the kids are saying. And you can, uh, you know, we have a bunch of great Patreon members that keep our chat super active. There's so many great members that I look forward to every morning to wake up and to talk to every day. So where do you get join this Patreon? So, oh, good question there, Alex. All you have to do is go to dizhiz.com, D-I-Z-H-I-Z.com. On the very top, there's a Goof Troop link. Just hit the Goof Troop link. It takes you to our Patreon, and there's so many different ways you can support our show. And as low as $2 a month. As low as $2 a month. And it helps us keep our website up. It helps us with advertising, you know? So for as low as $2 a month, you can help support our show. You can help us advertise to get our show out there from to more people so they can listen. And so we, because we love to interact with fans. We love interacting with everyone. Um, so go ahead and join and join our Discord. Check us out streaming on award-winning Disney streaming site, Sorcerer Radio, on Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, or catch us again at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Sorcerer Radio is an amazing 24-7 Disney radio. Just visit srsounds.com or download the Sorcerer Radio app. Hey, I'm Joe from the Diz His. And I'm Nick from Sandpiper Vacations. We will be teaming up to give one of the best travel experiences ever. I am a travel agent with Sandpiper Vacations. We are able to book any vacation destination around the world, including Disney, cruises, and all-inclusive resorts. We have been working here at the Diz His to become travel agents. And with our knowledge of the parks, we want to plan the best Disney trip for you. Using us as a travel agent, we are updated on the latest and greatest information about all of the destinations. We can help save you time, stress, and sometimes some money. Using our services costs you absolutely nothing. It is completely free to you, and we are happy to assist you with giving you more value for your trip. So if you're looking to book your next Disney trip, go to DizHiz.com. Check out DizHiz Destinations on the very top. Check us out on Weeby Geeks, a new podcast website where you can find all your favorite geeky content. Just head over to WeebyGeeksBC.com. That's WeebyGeeksBC.com. And listen to all the other awesome podcasts, as well as Diz Is. Diz Is Diz Is Review. Review. D-plus for this week is going to be Princess Diaries. I have had a really busy week this week. Um, you know, it's got a lot going on with, you know, the end of the year testing coming about for my kids and making videos for my, for my grade level team. Uh, so I haven't had a chance to watch this movie. I've never watched this movie, but you guys have. So what do you guys think about it? Chris? Oh, man, I will take it away. Princess Diaries was such a staple movie in my house. That was 2001. So I was six years old. Right. My sister was four. So I don't know if it was when it first came out, we both watched it a lot, but like through our childhood, we watched this movie a lot. We had it on DVD or VHS, whatever it was. And this was just such a fun movie. You have the queen in the movie, but the queen in real life too, Julie Andrews um, as the uh, queen in the movie, which I just said, uh, Anne Hathaway, awesome actress, such a fun actress. Uh, Remy and I were talking about this before. This might've been, Anne Hathaway's breakout movie. We're not, I'm not sure, but it, it very well could have been. It was early in her career. Uh, Mandy Moore's in this movie. Her friend Lily in the movie is is hilarious. I always liked her friend a lot. But just the whole premise of this movie, I found like super fascinating and fun when I was younger. That it was just like it was on repeat over and over and over again in my house. So we were talking about like what was Anne Hathaway's breakout movie, and that was her breakout movie. It was. Yeah, wow. I was, I was looking so, it up as well. Yeah, so Princess Diaries was her was her breakout. 
What movie was it? Movie was after that? Do you know that that she was in? Princess uh, the Diaries too. The Devil Wears Prada. That was much later. Uh, she was also uh, in the other side of heaven. <laughs> you fooled me. I I gotta show this to my daughter. I haven't showed it to her yet. And uh, oh I don't know man, what I'm this is for. so good. Yeah, she's probably the perfect age. She's like about to be six. She's probably the perfect age. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, I do. I remember it being a good movie as well. And uh, I haven't seen it probably as much as you, Chris, because I didn't grow up with a sister. Um, right. So I've seen it a few times, and the times I saw, it, I thought I thought it was pretty good. I I, I definitely. I'm I'm a fan of the of um rom coms you can call it. Right? Oh yeah, me too. And uh, so it definitely I think it was definitely a good movie. The question is the question is does it, does this actually fall into a Disney rom com? Yeah, I think it does. Sure, yeah, I think it definitely does. It's got a lot of funny parts. It's definitely not trying to be a serious film. It's not supposed to be like, you know, it's definitely trying to be comedic, and there's definitely a romantic uh, aspect as usual. I remember the. The Lee, okay, Hector Elizondo, mm-hmm. who Great you actor. might not know his name. Great actor. Well, Ryan knows his name. I know who he but, is. But um, yeah. So if you see his face, you'd know him. I'm pretty sure he played the lead. Uh, he was the lead, like bodyguard, I guess you'd say, like Secret Service member. And um, I remember his part just being so awesome. He was such a fun character, mm-hmm. and like he was because he was a, such a serious guy, and he took his job so serious and. Joe and uh, Julie Andrews, who's Queen Clarice, did they have a thing going on? He just had like a, a huge crush on her. And yeah, then, right, right, right. And then after, like during the like during the movie, he was like, uh, "Miss Queen, can I have his dance?" And then she actually danced. Right, with him, so. right. Yeah, I just always remember like thinking that was fun. Um, I don't know, man. It was just such a like this. This falls into the category of like one of those fun princessy movies like enchanted for me yeah where it's just like they it's like it's like it's laugh out loud funny they kind of poke fun at customs that we're used to um like they kind of poke fun at the whole royalty thing mm-hmm. and they that's what's so funny about this and so great about this movie is that you can laugh along with them uh it takes it serious but it takes it not so serious at the same time i think that's its strength that's why i like this movie so much I mean, I mean, just the whole background of that entire film. I mean, it was like it was filmed in different like countries. Like I don't know, it, it, like some of it was some of it was filmed in San Francisco, and then I think the other part where the castle is, I think it was like in like uh like somewhere around Europe, I, I believe. Well, I can tell you, it wasn't in Genovia because that's a fake uh country. <laughs> is where this takes place. Which um, one of the funny things uh, there was a it, the, the the movie resurfaced, uh, I guess, uh, so to speak, during COVID, because while all the countries were reporting their COVID numbers, um, there would be this meme going around saying that Genovia has has not reported any COVID cases yet. They were COVID free. You know, they announced <laughs> they did announce a Princess Diaries three in development in uh, in January of this year. Super oh, cool. excited about that. Yeah. Make make it make a dozen of them. I don't care. <laughs> make it like the Fast and Furious. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so the castle that was filmed in the Princess Diaries, it was actually uh, filmed over in uh, Salisbury, UK. So that's where the that's where the castle that's where the castle is. Uh, some of it some of it was uh, like I said, uh, most of it was filmed in uh, San, San Francisco. So that and that's a great that's a great location to, to film movies in. To be honest, oh yeah, part of that yeah, part of that movie magic you 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 picture you do a fake country like Genovia, and you find just the right spots to film to make Genovia come to life. Hey, this is AJ for the D Plus Club, where we cover all things Disney Plus. Each week, I'll bring you the latest news and rumors, as well as what's new and what's coming soon to the Disney streaming service in the US and in the UK. And each week we have a weekly movie club, where between March 27th and April 2nd, we'll be watching Spider-Man Far From Home as part of our MCU series. Share your thoughts in the weekly movie club room in the Sorcerer Radio Discord at srsounds.com forward slash discord, and I'll feature some of your comments in this week's podcast. You can find the D Plus Club on all major podcasting platforms, including the Sorcerer Radio website at srsounds.com forward slash the D Plus Club with new episodes every Sunday. See you there. So this week in Disney, guys, what did you guys do? Uh, Alex, you want to start? 
Sure. Um, I did not do too much this week in Disney. I actually forgot to watch the new Boba Fett film last week. Oh, not Boba, Mandalorian, I mean. So I'm actually a Mandalorian behind, I think. Anyways, uh, other than that, no, I did not do too much this week in Disney. Okay. How about you, Chris? So I actually just watched the newest episode of Mandalorian that came out today. It? it was so the um, the focus on Bo-Katan this, se- this season is awesome for me. Um, won't go back too far into last week since Alex didn't see it yet. But if you have watched last week, it's a continuation of what she's going through. It's kind of um, it, it's a really like this. The season to me seems like and I'm not sure what the main conflict will be this season yet. But it's it's really focusing on the growth of both Bo-Katan and Grogu, which is really, really cool. They're mm-hmm. kind of um, they're finally like not just having Grogu be a side character. They're kind of uh, catapulting him into like a main character. Like They have fully embraced him being a side character, like a, a, a um, main character in this show. And giving him a significant role is awesome. But they do it in such a perfect way. That uh, they're not showing everything all at once. They uh, today, this is not really a spoiler. Today, they gave a flashback of uh, of Grogu during Order 66, which was really cool just to because we saw kind of a glimpse of that before. But they showed a whole scene. They had a whole scene of him uh, being rescued during that. Spoiler alert. Grogu is rescued during Order 66. We knew that, though. We knew that. He survived. He survives. From one of the earlier seasons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we know we know that he experienced Order 66. Yeah. Yeah. But I just wanted it was a spoiler. He did survive. He's still around. So. Cut so that. Uh, cut, that. cut that spoiler. <laughs> so we got to see that today, which was really cool. We meet a new Jedi during that, which I don't know if we'll ever see again. I'm not sure. But seeing him, I have no idea what his name is. So yeah. I'm I'm hoping they kind of elaborate on that a little bit. But, and- Maybe he comes back into the show later on. I don't know. And who knows? Like he like so, you know, we talk about video games this episode, right? Yep. And uh a lot of the video games, a lot of it's pretty cool how the Star Star Wars universe, everything's all kind of connected, right? Because yes, yep. um there's some characters I think from the video game that we've seen in Mandalorian and who knows? Like you're talking about this new character and you were talking about today that you you were playing the um the the new uh, you're playing Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. Before the new one's coming out. So who knows? In the new one, they might have this character that was introduced today in that game, which is cool, right, with the Star Wars. They, they, they very well could. And thank you for reminding me. I forgot. That was the only other thing I did this week in Disney is I did start playing the original or replaying because I didn't beat it yet. Um, so I got back into it to try to beat it before mm-hmm. the new Jedi Fallen Order comes out. The main character, Cal, I think yeah. Cal, Cal, Cal Kestis, Cal Kestis, yeah. something like that. Yeah. He, um he's he's a real person like they modeled him after a real actor yes Mm -hmm. so um so and that takes place in between um episodes three and four it takes place the same time as the mandalorian essentially you know who's the bad guy in that in the mandalorian no 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 no. no. in jedi fallen order i don't know i fought one of the sisters of the uh the i fought the same woman that was in obi uh obi-wan okay oh really uh, yeah and I thought the main bad guy in Fallen Order, I thought he was one of the bad guys that was in um, The Mandalorian Season 1. Remember when he went to uh, – who's the girl with the crazy hair? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, what's her name? Ahsoka? Ahsoka? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ahsoka. Right? Uh-huh. Remember when oh, he was, Thrawn? Man, yeah. Wasn't he in the video games? Or was mm, he in – maybe he Thrawn was in, uh, was in Rebels. Okay, okay. Yeah. But the whole yeah. point is that they're all like interconnected. The video games – Well, they're starting to. They're, sta- yeah, yeah, they're starting crazy. to connect oh, yeah. all these things. Yeah, and it's very cool. Yeah. And they're doing it in such a good way. Yeah. Um, very excited. But I was like – we're watching the episode today, and I just turned to Emily, and I was like, this show is just so good. Like, you – like, mm-hmm. every week is just like, you know, it's just going to be a, a, a fun episode to watch. Last week's episode, the one that you miss, Alex, very interesting episode. It takes it follows the uh, Sith scientist the whole episode in a. Um, oh, I started in that. A, I uh, finished it. But oh, I yeah. started it. It follows them in like a like basically like a relearn a reeducation camp yeah. type thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very 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 interesting. I don't know where the show is going at this season. And I don't that, know if I'm alone in that. And that episode don't shows know. you what I've said. Just make anything you want. Just put it in Star Wars universe. Because that episode is interesting. That is a good one I've seen so far. I like that episode. And it's nothing. He's just living life as a scientist post whatever. 
They should uh they should do a Black Mirror type Star Wars show where every episode's different, but just in the yeah. Star Wars universe. That's what that episode almost felt like, a Black Mirror episode, because it was just so random from the rest of the of the series. I don't know where this where this season's gonna take us, but I'm loving every episode so far. Okay, how about you, Remy? Are you done, Chris? Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm done. Okay, how about you, Remy? Well, I mean, I did something I did I did something this uh this past weekend. Uh-huh. And uh, somebody actually is here, and she wants to tell her experience because I spoiled my wife and my mom to Epcot. So no. Jen, he took me to Epcot. So Jen knows Epcot. He took me to Epcot. Uh-huh. So Jen, um, after he took you to Epcot, did you wake up from your dream? No, I didn't. Unfortunately, it was a more <laughs> nightmare. Um, but that's beyond the point. I went. We went to Epcot. We got up butt ass early in the morning. For no reason, because he wanted to be there like an hour before rope drop. There was no reason to be that early. His mom, he, so he wanted us to get up at six a.m. so that we could leave by six thirty, so that we could pick up mom by seven, so that we could go and be there an hour early. And we did. Did you rope drop guardians? Is that why you rope? What you rope drop? No, no. he rope, uh-uh. he rope drop no. the flower festival. What flowers? <laughs> Flowering Garden Festival. That's what we really went there Remy. for. Remy. Yeah. Remy. Guardians. Yeah. I didn't go on Guardians. We didn't even touch Guardians. We went on they were, already, they were already booked up. Like, they were already booked up on Guardians. Oh, like, really? Single, like, I tried, like, I even yeah. tried, I tried to get one for myself on the, uh, the My Disney Experience app, and all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, sorry, we're full for today. I'm like, are you kidding me? But here's a good thing about, you know, well, while we were at the Flowering Garden show, we, uh, we tasted I, food. We did, really yeah. Good we food. had good, really good dessert too. Mm-hmm. We took, um, I took my mom and Jen to Coral Reef for lunch. Okay. Oh wow! Place. And how was that? That was amazing. Oh gosh, the portions of food that they have. Holy mm-hmm. cow. really? That's now, cool. Jen, Jen, uh, did they have peanut butter and jelly for Remy? No, no. He actually ate big people food. What he really? <laughs> Yes. Um, have steak. Big kid now. No, he didn't have steak. Did they no, have to go boxes for you, Remy? Unfortunately, they nope. didn't. Uh, I left a lot of my food. They feed it to the fishes. Right. <laughs> well, I don't think they want to feed them chicken. Um, no, I had like a chicken. Um, you had you had like a chicken the chicken pasta there. Yeah, the chicken. The, it's like a Cajun chicken pasta that they had. Oh, very cool. Because I don't eat a whole lot of seafood, and he had. Mom had mahi mahi, and mm-hmm. I had the orange salmon dish, That's with, right. which was uh, wow. sticky, was brown, so sticky brown sticky brown rice with a stir fried veggies. Sounds it good. was just so good. But I don't know. I don't know if the last time you guys went to Epcot, but they, my mom and I, we were just walking around, like heading back to uh, Spaceship Earth, and um, <clears throat> we saw this this uh, card out there. It's called the Honey Card, and my mom was like, "Oh yeah," my mom was That's... like, "Okay." We need to get some cheesecake. We saw this honey cheesecake, and it was just oh. delicious. So oh, that, wow. That is specifically for, though, that is specifically for the far, the, the uh, home and gar- the garden festival. Makes sense. The garden festival. Because it's, it's um, the all the honey that they, that they have is, like, from Florida. It's from a St. Petersburg yep. um, winery, actually, is, is a lot of what their stuff came from. So it's they really made cool. ricotta cheesecake with honey. It had like honey on it. It had honey in it. It had a honey, a crystallized piece of honey on top of it. Wow. It had honeycomb on it. It had um, fennel, it, like fennel and vanilla meringues. Little, oh, so good. Meringues. It was really good. Yo, got to write that down on your list of things to try. A, a ricotta honey cheesecake. That sounds awesome. They have like this um winery in St. Peter's Petersburg that's like an orange blossom winery. So Oh, that's cool. And so, we're, Remy, we're gonna be going there on April 5th, hopefully, right? Yeah. All, all the people, and hopefully yeah, we'll have to try okay. some of these things. Yeah. So that's that, so, that's kind of that's kind of the reason why I want to go back to Epcot because I want to go oh, you know, that, try some cheap. try some other things out there and stuff. What was that? <laughs> I said it's cheaper than going any of the other Wow. Oh, okay. So, so the, Remy, yes. So yes, you said you went to go eat at the Flower and Garden Festival. That's one of the main reasons. So what was the tastiest flower? <laughs> dandelion. It was a dandelion. dandelion. Okay. We did learn about a lot of edible edible uh, edible flowers, flowers though. 
we went on the land uh what was that one living living, living with, with the, the land, land. living yeah. by or something like that and they had all of well we've done that ride before though but they had all of the different edible flowers and mm. edible things you didn't think were edible basically interesting it was fun yeah yeah and that's pretty much what we and that's for also uh was, we tried to do ratatouille oh it broke down it got, broke down it got, uh, well you have a remy we literally know. right we show me your id I did. I'm like, I, uh, guys, I I own this ride. Uh, can you guys just let me through, please? No. We How busy was it? Got on it. It was busy. Like it was actually pretty busy. Like when we got to the wait uh, to Ratatouille, it was over it was... like a 120 minute wait. Oh my yeah. gosh. We had to wait for an hour and a half just to be on because we had Fast Pass or uh... we did. Yeah. So we had the, the we had the, the Genie Plus and like we waited like for maximum 30 minutes over at Ratatouille. And but once we got onto the ride vehicle, all the lights came on, and I heard the sirens. I'm like, "You gotta oh be gosh. kidding me!" Like That's literally arrested you. being onboarded, and we had to be evacuated. Wow! But I mean, but they gave us a free fast pass. So I'm like, "I'll take it." Uh, thank you so much. So we used that for uh, which one did we use it for? Do, do you remember what ride we, we used, used it for? We used it for oh, uh, Spaceship Earth. Spaceship Earth. Yeah. Okay. So, solid. Solid. Yeah. By a long well, wait. Did he? They haven't. You haven't told them the fact that I chickened out on the frozen ride. Well, now you, well, now you just told. Now you just told them on this. I was in a car accident in October, and I have back issues, so I'm terrified of drops. Mm-hmm. Like so, if mm. I I have gone, I went on it when it was the Norway ride, and everything. And I understand it's not a big drop, but for me, I'm just freaked out that I'm going to hurt myself. Mm-hmm. As it was, I hurt myself anyway because I couldn't walk the next day. Oh, <laughs> like I, I literally. I nice job, Remy. Two. It's not my fault, guys. You try to do a good thing. Ten miles. I walk like ten miles on. Yeah, that's a lot. Remy forced you walk ten miles. Come Look, on, Remy. Remy and his mom walked about two hundred yards in front of me the entire time. Left me. Remy, she was just in a car accident. Remy, you know this. I came back. I came back for her a couple of times. I came most back. Of the time, for her. Most of the time. Oh, oh, this is the kicker. He told he's talking to his mom and they're having some sort of quiet conversation. And I hear in the background, like as far back, the only things I hear is, well, she's an archer, but she's not a real archer, uh, mom. What? And I'm like, what on earth was that conversation? And that's hard. Wow. I mean, don't worry about it. I mean, just don't worry about it. I literally am like in the car, sitting next to his mother, messaging him. What the hell does that mean? What does I'm an archer, but not a real archer mean? Like, I'm an archer, but I'm not a real archer. What does that mean, Remy? What does that mean? (laughs) So, in this week in Disney, Remy got divorced at Disney. (laughs) Yep, I did. Yep. (laughs) No, apparently it's because my legs are shorter than their legs. So, that's why I don't walk as fast. As they, <laughs> that's what he said. I don't know if that's a true story. So Joe, so Joe, to answer your question, that's what I did in Disney. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for sharing. Thanks, Thanks for coming on, Jed. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jed. Uh, I didn't do too much at Disney. Um, I would just play Marvel Snap pretty much. I've had a really busy week this week with school and uh, getting stuff ready for. So you need you. So after this week, you need a Disney day. It sounds like. Pretty much, yeah. You need it. Yeah. Uh, next week on Diz His, we're going to have not a game show episode, but we are going to have Neil's. But we're also going to open our show up to Q&As. So if you're listening now and you want to send in a Q&A, um, you have about, oh, let me see, uh, a day to do it because this re- episode releases on Tuesday and we record the following day. So if you want to send in a Q&A, hey, send us a Q&A via email or phone. You can call it in as well if you want. But our Patreon is going to be live and they can ask questions live as well. What's that for, Alex? Why are you doing a Q&A next week? Oh, because next week's our 200th episode. What? Yeah. Right. 200 wow. episodes. See, this podcast was born at a very young age, and now it's 200 episodes old. That's right. Boy, I, boy, I remember my 200th episode. Like two years ago? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> hey, Remy, uh, thanks for coming on. Uh, yeah. can you tell us, where can we find you? Well, guys, Remy's Roundtable now has a uh, has a website. So if you guys want to see all of our oh. links, just head on over to remysroundtable.com, and uh, all of our links are right there. And uh, if you guys scroll down to the bottom, it says uh, which podcast you guys can listen to, and Diz His is right there. So you guys can oh, cool. uh, listen to oh, these, I these guys. I can put you on our website. Yeah. And then, Remy, what's your address, buddy? 
Uh, blank, 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 <laughs> blank, blank, blank. Thanks for coming on, Remy. Likewise, guys. The Podfather. So that's the his on Disney Classic Games, Aladdin and the Lion King. I'm Joe. I'm Alex. I'm Chris. I'm Remy. Thanks for listening and have a magical week. Please follow us on all social media by searching DizHiz65. Share us and subscribe to our podcast to get the latest show when it is available. If you want to help us out, get tips, get your memories shared on the podcast, see pictures and videos of what we are up to at the parks, join our goof troop on Patreon.com and search for DizHiz. made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, it's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply.